if you were able to, if a time machine popped up, if you're able to like use a time machine for free and like recorrect the course of your life, would you go back and have not had a child? Yes. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us an email and we'll get back to you. Today, we're speaking to a woman who reached out via email with the subject line, I hate being a mom. And in her email, she said that she thinks this is a topic that isn't spoken about enough. So we have her on the show today to speak about it. So thank you so much for being on the show, first of all. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So this is kind of a different first question, but what made you send this email? Because like you said, just saying those words, I hate being a mom, that's not something that you hear very often. What pushed you (laughs) to want to have this conversation today? Yeah, it's very, very taboo. So I think I was listening to the episode with the child-free movement, and I think this was kind of an interesting twist on it um because i think you know had life not worked out the way that it would i would have been in uh, a big advocate of that group um now i'm just a very strong ally <laughs> so um i'm sorry yeah, it's you gonna... something that doesn't get talked about you know like a whole lot i think once you become a mom it there's just this insane pressure to like be perfect and enjoy it and get all this like satisfaction and and stuff from it and i i think those of us who struggle really get pushed under the rug did you want to be a mom before you became a mom do were you looking forward to it and just wasn't what you thought it was going to be or did you kind of always have this feeling of i this is not something i'm going to enjoy oh yeah i never wanted to be i think it's like my mom's growing up like her like I was like the bane of her existence because I like refused to play with dolls I just thought like the whole idea was just really dumb it just like it never made sense to me um I just always thought like I wanted to live for myself instead of like other people um so (laughs) it uh I never really wanted to be at all. Um, and then I didn't plan on it. You know, when I found myself pregnant, I was 19. Um, but I didn't find out <laughs> until I was five and a half months pregnant. Um, and then he was a month early. So there just wasn't a lot of time. It was like a very high uh, emotion thing. Um, I did pick out a family, an adoption family. Um, but a lot of circumstances happened where, um, he was, because he was a month early, he had to go into the, uh, NICU, which was like two blocks from my house. Um, and my family came to see him and stuff. And that was a very like vulnerable time for me. It was just difficult for me to like navigate through that. And um, it was just getting pressure from everyone. And I was basically made to feel like if I went through with, you know, the adoption and everything that I would lose my whole family. Um, And there was also this nurse who, um, like, he would cry and I'd come and, you know, 
visit him and, um, you know, put my hand on his belly or something to soothe him. And she knew what I was planning, but she'd still come up to me and be like, it's because he knows, it's because of your connection. It's because he knows you, you, you're making a mistake. And so I was just getting that from every angle. And about two days before he was supposed to go back to his adopted family, they had like basically an intervention with me and I broke down and agreed to it. So I really had like two days notice. <laughs> Whoa. So yeah. th this obviously going to be a very, you know, personal conversation here. Uh, so hearing that story, wow, finding out five and a half months in. So if you had found out earlier, would you have not kept the baby? Yeah, I looked into those options, but I found out the lady was actually hilarious. Well, um, she came in and she was like, I went to like a clinic and she came in. She was like, honey, you're not pregnant. You're real pregnant. Would you like to find the sex of the baby today? I mean, we were like that far along. Um, so um, um, maybe it wasn't that day, but it was like immediately after. And what's crazy is like a week later I popped and he started moving, which was I'm very thankful that I found out <laughs> before that happened. Teenage me would have like lost my mind if like my belly started moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I it was too late for that. So, you know, that week, you know, once I found out that like there wasn't anywhere that I could go, um, I, I looked into the adoption route. So after, you know, you kind of agree like that you're going to raise this child, um, you know, what, what were those first, that first year kind of like, you know, that's a very difficult time. You know, Greg has a, a, a you know, a, a baby, a new baby and my family is having babies and I know, you know, just from hearing that, you know, that first year is pretty difficult. And I imagine someone who doesn't even want to really be there or like, you know, didn't have the intention to start raising children. Um, can you just kind of describe that first year and what that was like? Yeah, that, that first year was, um, that was probably like the worst year of my life. Um, I had postpartum pretty, pretty severely. Um, and we were so lucky because my family, of course, this is what they wanted. So, um, they were very happy to just kind of take charge for that first year or so um, until I could figure it out. Um, so I did a lot of like just kind of moping and not just like not being like a great human being for that first. I don't know if it was like the full year, but like definitely for like the first six months or so. Um, were really, really difficult for me. And then I kind of made this like mental decision where it was like, okay, like <laughs> we've done it. We can't wallow anymore. Like it's not his fault. It's not, you know, it, this is a choice that you made. So you have to just pick, put your big girl pants on and do the best that you can do. Um, so once I made that decision, it got a lot easier and I was really lucky. I mean, he's just been like a great, he was a great baby. He was very easy. He was a great toddler. I mean, just throughout like every stage of his life, he's been just great and, and easy. So, um, 
I've been very blessed in that regard. <laughs> and for context for everyone listening and watching, how old is your son now? He's 15 years old, which is crazy. <laughs> Do you still hate being a mom at this stage? Well, I mean, he's a teenager. I don't know if anyone enjoys this stage. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like everyone, you know, kind of describes it as like a very difficult thing. And, you know, it's it's, you know, the hardest thing in the world. Uh, some yeah. people will also describe it as the hardest thing in the world, but also very rewarding. Do you feel that way or do you just feel like <laughs> you don't really have the rewarding part of it? It's just a very difficult thing that you kind of have to do. Yeah, so th that's, I think, where I miss out on this whole experience. I don't find it that rewarding. <laughs> and I know that that sounds terrible. Um, I completely understand that. It's There's just, you know, people who go through postpartum, they talk about, like, not connecting with, like, your child. Um, there's, this, there's this mythical magical connection that a mother is supposed to just automatically have with their child. And um, I don't necessarily have that. So I have to like really work at that. Like that it's a very conscious decision for me. Um, so I'm very glad that he's turning out to be like a great person. And I'm, you know, I'm, he's hysterical. He's, got a great head on his shoulders he's wonderful but i don't necessarily feel like that's anything that i've done or has really anything to do with me it's just he's a great person and that's exciting and wonderful but i'm not getting any gratification of that because i'm separate you know i've i've raised him that's great but i don't take any credit for him being a great person so i don't get that kind of gratitude or mm -hmm. you know yeah is do you feel like your life would have been very different if you weren't a mother do you feel like you lost time or lost opportunities yeah i think it, it would have been an extremely different um life like i don't think i would have made any of the decisions that i've made i was before being a mom and I mean I was only 19 so I didn't know myself very well back then um but I think I was on the way to figuring it out and the things that I valued most were were um this sense of freedom like I never wanted to be relied upon in any sense of the word. Um, and I think that that stems, like I, from my childhood, like I held on to a secret for a long time, thinking that if I let it out, it was gonna destroy my family. So um, I was already exhausted of like feeling that pressure. Um, you know, I felt like I had to hold this thing in that was like, kind of ripping me apart in order to to save the family or whatever and I felt that like they were kind of without realizing it like relying on me to keep everything together because like if I let it out then like all hell would break loose so by the time I was 19 I wanted no one to rely on me I didn't want to be responsible for anyone or anything I was very focused on 
feeling free and having adventures. Um, I was on my way to hitchhike Europe <laughs> when I found out. And I think my life would have been a lot of that, like just a lot of self-discovery um, and moving around and, and freedom. And now I'm living in this neighborhood that I hate because it's the best school district. It's got the the sports and the things that are good for him. I'm working in a job that I hate so I can afford the school district. <laughs> um is his you know, father so, in your life? No. Okay, no, so you're a single not. mom also. Yeah, so um we've we've just kind of had to figure this all out ourselves. I mean, my family promised that they'd be there this whole time and that didn't pan out. Um so it's just been, you know, me and this little dude. <laughs> is is anyone like aware of like how you feel about being a mom? So I have a um, a partner now who I live with, and he he knows like he knows that I'm doing this today, and um, you know he knows that like I struggle with you know the role and the job. You know, it's so he's he's aware, and I think my parents, if they were to you know take a look, <laughs> would probably see that like you know this thing that they forced me into isn't like sunflower and roses for me but you know it's not anything that i've been like brought up to them because you know it was an emotional time for them too so it's not like i can do anything about it <clears throat> so where does love fit into this you would say that you love your son oh yeah yeah is it, is it for everyone listening he's fine like this this is something that like um, I it doesn't come naturally to me. I don't have a single nurturing bone in my body. So, um, but I work at it. You know, like really hard to make sure that he's feeling loved and feeling secure and feeling safe and happy and has every opportunity for him. Um, I treat it almost like a career. Um, so he's he's fine and i do i love him very much and i'm just constantly in awe and very proud of him um so it's not like i just like have no feelings or emotions it's just like um this whole mothering thing just like has never been and i knew it before i agreed to have him um for me it's just never been like something that i'm naturally inclined to do and i think a lot of mothers you know probably have a similar story um and i i don't think that every mom is out there just like loving this <laughs> it, there's just simply no way that that would be true anyway you know i mean we've yeah. learned from the show if one person reaches out about something you're not the only person in the world yeah with that experience <laughs> yeah. or, or feelings mm -hmm. if yeah. If you were able to, if a time machine popped up, if you're able to like use a time machine for free and like recorrect the course of your life, would you go back and have not had a child? Yes. I think, I think I would have had him if I could choose, 
but would have proceeded with my original plan. I, he had a, a wonderful couple um, who was very excited to take him. And one of my biggest guilt in life was would be that I took that opportunity away from them. Um, I did reach out to them like a year later and they were adopting their second child. So they ended up, you know, with everything that they wanted and then some, but like that had to have just been so horrible for them. So I think I would have had him and then just, you know, given them him to that wonderful couple who seemed very much like they were meant for this. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? You know what I mean. Maybe you're overthinking every single decision that you have to make, or maybe you're making things worse in your mind than they actually are. This is common and it can be super debilitating and it can add a lot of stress and anxiety to your daily life. That's where therapy can play a big role. Therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back so that you can start working for yourself and not against yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, you should definitely give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's super convenient, it's super flexible. This is made for your schedule. And one thing that I love is you can even switch therapists anytime that you want. So if you know it's not the best match, which happens sometimes, you can find new people, you can cycle through them until you find someone who really sticks. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. And be sure to visit betterhelp.com slash OPL today, and you're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash OPL. Get 10% off your first month and give therapy a try. Do you think that your son knows about this at all? I would, I would be very sad if he does. I mean, I think we joke. So our relationship, I am, like I said, I don't have a nurturing bone in my body. I, so we kind of manage through jokes and sarcasm. Um, so he knows that I'm not like naturally inclined to be like the mothering type mother. And so we always joke like, well, if you want that, like if you want someone to call you an asshole, you know, and like, shove you in your arm you know then come to me but if you know you want somebody to coddle you and and you know give you a little cookie or whatever then you go to your grandma and like we laugh about this together like it just kind of is the way that I am I'm not a very like affectionate person so he does recognize things like that in me that like um you know, I, I just, I, I'm not affectionate at all. And he thinks it's hilarious. So we we laugh about it a lot. So I would hope that that would be like the extent of it. You know, I, I'm sure he's very aware and I'm sure he can tell that like, I'm not naturally geared towards this job. <laughs> um, but hopefully, you know, he sees that I'm doing doing the best that I can. <laughs> how, how would you like describe your relationship with him? Um, it's pretty close. I, I would say, um, I mean, he's a teenager now, so I, you know, most of the time I'm just getting like grunts and whatever. It's, we have a lot of fun. It's a lot of, you know, just kind of joking around and, you know, I, I'd say that we're fairly close, but I also let him be his own person. Like, you know, just this weekend, I know that he went to like, 
um, a school party that I'm sure parents weren't at, you know, like, and of course he was like, well, there were parents there. We, we just watch movies and have pizza. And I'm like, I, you know, I just don't think that that's true, but you know, <laughs> um, so it's not like he's fully honest in everything with me, but I, I'd say that when it matters, we're, we're able to, um, to talk and, and be pretty open with each other. So are you waiting, are you excited for the time in his life where say maybe he goes away to college or moves out of the house? Do you feel like you're going to get some sort of ownership back over your own life? Yes. Yeah. I've, um, I've always had like, so for his birthday parties, I've always had like a birthday party for him. And then like that evening, a quiet, like, you know, this many years left party (laughs) for myself. Um, so, um, yeah, we've got three years left. He's very focused on joining the military and I am kind of getting my ducks in a row, you know, finances, fixing up the house so I can sell it. And I, you know, I don't know what my life is going to look like from three years from now, but I know for sure I'm picking up and doing something crazy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave my job. I'm, I'm just going to go somewhere and kind of start over mm. and just figure out like who I am because I haven't, I had to shut myself down in order to do this and do it well. Um, it's almost like the day to day is almost like, like when you have a job that you're, maybe not that passionate about, you know, you go in, you put on your work mask and you become that work person, that work version of yourself. You're making lists of how to, you know, task lists of the things that you need to do, um, the things that you need to do to go above and beyond. So I will put my work mask on and clock into work and then I clock out of work and I put my mom mask on and I clock into that. And I haven't really gotten to just see what I look like under all of that. Um, Because, you know, as you can imagine, it's not like the mothering part ever stops. You know, it's not he goes to bed and then I can just kind of be myself. Mm-hmm. It's you're he always you're just always worrying every decision that you make, every little decision down to like, should he have that sucker before dinner, you know, or should I watch this movie while he's sleeping? Cause the audio might be loud. Um you're just always worried about it. So I'm very excited to see, you know, what what I'm going to be without all those masks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, do you, does this feel like a big regret? Like you don't, you're not coming across as an angry bitter person on the call at least like is this something that you've kind of just accepted uh or is it something you sort of think about you know every night like why did i do this or like why did this happen i wish it could be different no i mean i've I've spent a lot of time um you know in therapy and just like really trying you know like i said after like six months or so 
I just kind of sat up one day and was like, okay, like, this is what you've done. And this is the boat that you're in. So you're going to make this the best fucking boat that you can make it. Um, I let go of all the kind of resentment that I held towards my family for kind of putting me in this situation and not hearing me when I needed them to. Um, I forgave myself for kind of letting myself be pushed into um, a direction that I knew I didn't want to go into. Um, so I, I don't hold any grudges or bitterness. I mean, this is just this is just what it is. And I'm just kind of doing the very best that I can for my son who, I mean, he's he's innocent in all of this. So I, I signed up for this, whether it was under duress or not, <laughs> I signed up for this. And so my only job for the 18 years that he's, you know, needing me is to just be the best that I can be. So I just kind of let go of self and let go of like any anger or resentment. I mean, I've, I've really, really, really worked at this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, clearly. And, you know, this isn't a take or a perspective that we're used to hearing because like you said, when you reached out, you know, even if people are feeling this constantly, it's not what they're talking about or saying in public. Yeah. And, but at the same time, the only reason that we're having this conversation today is because of all the things you just said, like you, you are there for your son to this day and you made those changes, you know? So yeah. no, yeah. no one can take so, that away from you. Yeah. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say to, you know, people who would kind of like judge you based upon this? Like a lot of people just kind of put on that face and they're like, yeah, this is the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Like, I think of course, you know, especially from doing the show, you, you realize that everyone has a different opinion and you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, it makes sense, I think, to me that something so difficult can also not be as rewarding as it is for some people. Um, so what would you say to people who, I guess, would kind of judge you or feel like you're being a bad mom? I would tell them to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this mentality that, you know, as a woman, you have to be a mother and you have to be super mom at all times and super wife and, you know, whatever Barbie shoe they want to put us in. It's ridiculous. Like, we are people and, uh, you know, it, that magical mother-child connection, it, it seems so insane to me to believe that, like, every single woman in from every different walk of life is going to just have that magical super mom ability. Um, everybody treats this differently. And like, I didn't want to do this. I took all the steps that I could to not do this. Um, and then when it happened, you know, I did everything in my power to do it right. I mean, I would like mentally remind myself, like, you know, make sure that you give him lots of hugs and cuddles because science says like that's good for brain development and it's going to make him feel secure. I mean, 
I looked through everything that I could look through to be the best person that I could for this. And if people are going to be mad because, like, I don't like it, you know, I'm still doing it. Like, grow up. <laughs> and, like, what do they care, you know? Yeah. No, well said. And, uh, yeah, we thank you. You know, I mean, there's always going to be those people people have a lot of different opinions about this but uh all we can say is thank you for coming on and sharing this point of view sharing your honest feelings that's never easy so we really appreciate that you reached out and that we were able to have this conversation definitely throw this in the bucket of you know a conversation that we probably never really predicted that we would have because like you said like it's just not something that comes up and even if you know that people are feeling it it's like who's who's going to talk about it but you chose to. So we yeah. appreciate you doing that and we appreciate you choosing our platform. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. Like, you know, like I said, I think women just really don't get the opportunity to like talk about this or say like, Hey, this kind of sucks, you know, and it does. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think that, you know, it's, we appreciate you just being honest and coming on the show and talking about it. And like we were saying before, if you feel this way, that means that there's a bunch of other people that feel the exact same way. And I think, you know, it's okay. As long as you, you know, are, you know, going about raising your child the right way, like you said that you are like, yeah, I think that's, that's fine. You know, there's people have preferences, things that they do that everyone does that, you know, they don't necessarily like or whatever. There's examples of that across the board uh, and a bunch of different things. And it's not, you know, it doesn't, not include parenting. So, uh, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us and, uh, yeah, we just wish you luck with everything and, uh, yeah, have a good rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. I think what she said makes a lot of sense, but that's such a difficult conversation to have like with anybody. Yeah. Because most people have children and like, like if you have a child and like, you know, whatever, like it's hard to talk to someone who maybe feels like, no, this is the best thing I've ever done. Like this is rewarding. This is, but of right. course other people are not going to fucking feel that. Like way. it's hard to separate your own personal experiences with and the, the fact that someone else's experience with the same thing could be so different. And people are very like with parenting, especially they're very sensitive to those types mm -hmm. of things. So you can never tell us, like it's probably very hard for certain people to just even hear that and be like, she fucking hates her kids, she's a bad mom. It's like, you can, you can be like, this is not for me. I'm not getting the thing out of it, but I'm doing the right thing and you have to respect that. Mm -hmm. You know, like she raised her child and she continues to raise her child, but she also is like looking forward to not having to do that anymore. I feel like you have to understand that some people are gonna feel that way. You know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult. She didn't give up. She did the thing and she's doing it to the best of her abilities. Like you have to respect that. Yeah. I think like she touched in the beginning, like a lot of people say there's this like mythical, magical, like this just connection that's going to happen. And I think that is true for so many parents out there, but yeah, why can't that, why can't it be the opposite for some people as well? And if she's saying like, I'm doing everything I can, but I'm not, it's not like rewarding the way that I'm hearing other people say it's rewarding. So that's, that's her experience. Right. And I, I do think, you know, for her, the pregnancy was unplanned and 19 years she, old, bro. Yeah. That, that derails a lot of things and changes a lot of things. And 
but I still think this probably applies to a lot of moms out there who wanted to have kids and probably feel similar to how she feels too. Sure. You know, not just, oh, this was a surprise. I never necessarily wanted this. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your kid. You could love your kid, but you could be like, I hate the fact that I don't get a break and I'm like always on. I have to always do this thing. And no matter what, like I'm always going to have to be a mom and have to be catering to someone else. And, you know, you can make, I know some people get all bent out of shape and they make the argument like, well, if you, the consequences and like, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I'm saying like, once you're a mom, there's no turning back from that. Like you can't, ju- I mean, some people do, you could just abandon your kid, but if you don't like, that's horrible. But like, if you're not going to do that, all you can do is your best and you don't have to pretend to be like, this is the greatest thing in the world. You know, it's not like she's telling her son you fucked me. Yeah, you yeah. fucking ruined my life. Like she's not doing that. Like she's, you know, she's, you know, to her best of abilities trying to have like a normal relationship, but you could still feel like in the back of her mind, like, man, I could have fucking did so much shit in my life. And like, I think that anyone who's fucking impregnant at 19 would feel that way. Mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. like, I missed my entire twenties doing whatever. Even if I wanted to do nothing, I didn't have the opportunity to even mm-hmm, do that. Right. Like I had to do this thing. I had you know, and like, I'm sure that parenting is rewarding and whatever, but I think that anyone's a parent knows how hard it is and knows that like it, imagine you, you didn't get the reward from it that you do. Mm-hmm. Like imagine you put in all those hours and you're there and you like are doing the right thing and it didn't really hit you in the way that people talk about it. Mm-hmm. You would feel like, Oh fuck. But now I have this life and I love this thing. I love I love the baby, yeah. but I don't love the job. Mm-hmm. Which, I love this person. I'm not going to give up on them. Yes, but, but I, I hate the job. I wouldn't choose it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, this is too much. It's not what I want to do. Yeah, it's just so interesting having these conversations because you just, you know, someone being that honest with something so taboo to say. You know, it's like we start the conversation. You just have to push through that boundary of like, oh, this like you're not supposed to say this out loud. But it's like. But you are, and now yeah. we're having this conversation. Like now, this is this person just being truthful, and I don't know. It's it's just I don't know. It's cool to have those conversations. That Dude, level of honesty. Imagine your daughter walking for the first time, and you just don't <laughs> give a shit. No, seriously. Like imagine <laughs> that. Just being like, uh, okay. Like those moments where it's like they mean so much to you, or like you're just staring at your daughter crying for no reason. It's like. Imagine you had none of that. Like, I feel like it would just be like, okay, this is just like a, yeah. a job I mean, now. We shouldn't paint her as emotional. Like she said, like there's love, there's the love there. Yeah. But I think for her, it's just this, it's the love and any of the feelings. And I'm sure there's joy and happiness and the connection, but it's just not like overwhelming enough to make me like, if I could go back in time, right. change this decision. Yeah, no. And that was not, I was not saying her. I'm saying, like, an example would be, like, these moments that would mean so much to you. Just imagine, hypothetically, like, you didn't have an emotional connection to those moments. Mm-hmm. If that were to happen, you'd be like, well, how could... Those moments are everything. That's what keeps me going mm-hmm, and motivated. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the it seems like the thing that is sort of keeping her motivated is, like, the obviously the love that she has for her son, but also what is the alternative? Like you can't just walk away from this that you can't do that. 
Yeah. You know? No, so, I commend that, like that level of acceptance. And then that's like, even harder. You're I'm dealing with that to, on top of parents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I will research this. This is, it, it is a job like keeping someone alive that you're fully responsible for. That's a job. So yeah. Yeah, man. And look, people who play football, they love football. They think it's the greatest thing in the world. Tell them so much about life. Some people don't like football. Yeah. You know, but now everyone does because Taylor Swift does. So that's true. Bad too. analogy. Wow. <laughs> there we go. I'm trying to swoop in and get some Swifties <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, anyway, for anyone out there who'd like to be a guest on our podcast, uh, hit us up. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll get back to you. Yeah. Still accepting submissions for this season, actually. So reach out. This has been a, a really great eye-opening season so far, and you still have a chance to be on it. And follow us on TikTok and Instagram at OPL Podcast. You could support at patreon.com slash OPL show. And that is all for this week. See you guys next time.